0: Hey everybody, this is the first episode of the Profitable Python Podcast. And uh, really what I wanted to do, what I wanted to do with you here today was um, just kind of introduce the podcast and myself, give you a little description of where I think we might be headed, uh, kind of get uh, big picture ideas out on the table here uh, discuss a little bit of why, you know, why in the heck did I decide to do this? Um, and, uh, you know, who is this for? And, uh, also just discuss some, uh, challenge, like one of the biggest challenges that I had, which kind of folds into the, uh, you know, you know, why did I do this? And then, you know, well, what did I learn from that challenge? And then. the ambitions for the podcast going forward. So, uh, just to fill in, I guess my, just to give you information on your host, my name is Ben McNeil. I'm a petroleum engineer, uh, that has found myself into like a data, data science, data management role at an oil and gas company. Um, I'm currently based out of Farmington, New Mexico, And originally I am from a place called Cape Creek, Arizona, which is like Phoenix, uh, Arizona. So yeah, a little history about myself. Uh, You know, why did I get into petroleum engineering? Um, There was a time back in like 2011 where I was valeting cars at a fancy golf place. And um, I I think I had been there for a couple of years and I had just basically... Something cracked in my head, like I just decided like, you know, I want more out of life and it's it's not probably gonna come from valeting cars. So um I basically went on salary dot com and tried to figure out like, okay, what is something that I can make good money at and that kind of resonates with what I'm uh my interests and I stumbled across petroleum engineering where they claimed you could make six figures, uh, you know, after four years of going to university. So I, I you know, is, is too good of to be true maybe, but, um, I opted to go for it. I went, I went ham on, uh, basically figuring out what schools I needed to get into, uh, getting some, uh, community college classes kind of Taken care of before I did my transfer. That way, I could kind of hit the ground running once I made the move to university. And I ended up settling on New Mexico Tech. It was the closest. The price was extremely uh, affordable, and uh, they had you know they had a good uh, oil and gas program. So, I went to New Mexico Tech. Uh, that was an excellent experience. Um, got to really get exposed to the oil and gas industry. Um, got some internship opportunities. There was some, there was some employment opportunities that I had there as well that all, you know, looking back now kind of fed, they kind of feed into why I'm able to execute at the level that I'm executing on now. So I had like a student job that was, A database job that I got back in 2011 and um, that was kind of my first taste of like data management and um, just database design and how to like programmatically interact with the database. And this was real world stuff, it was a counseling and disability department. They had special um, reporting requirements, they were trying to get more people, uh, they were trying to get more counselors basically in their office but they couldn't get the funding for it unless they could show utilization for their services. So the database was kind of the key to demonstrating utilization of the services. And so basically taking like the client requirements, building out this system that could track this data. And then they had like other students doing data entry. So, you know, how do you make it so it's easy to get the data into this thing and then get the data out of this thing. And uh, that was kind of my first, real world taste of like databases and programming pretty much. But the, um, the degree program itself was not very, there wasn't a lot of emphasis on computer programming and actually I was quite afraid of the idea of learning how to program cause I heard, you know, how hard it was and, um, you know, like, Oh, don't you have to be a computer science major to know how to program? Like these are all the little lies I was telling myself and, um, uh, but, uh, to kind of fast forward a little bit, I, I basically, uh, you know, one of the big challenges in school, actually, one of the big benefits of going to school is that you get exposed to internship opportunities. But one of my biggest challenges was getting the internship. There was like this catch 22, like, uh, you know, they'll like the people that have work experience have a higher probability of getting an internship. Well, how do you get an internship if you don't have any work experience? So, I mean this was uh this was kind of a tough situation for me. I ended up spending um I think it, I think I applied 3 times for the ConocoPhillips internship and and I finally got it, but the the terms of the of the internship was that I would have to I would do a spring internship, so a semester long internship, which would prevent me from graduating. So Uh, ultimately I thought like, what's the point of graduating if you don't have any real world experience? And uh, that idea really paid off in a big way uh, because I ended up going to work for ConocoPhillips, which they're a fortune 500 oil and gas producer. Uh, I got to work with them up in San Juan Basin in Farmington, New Mexico. And I'm still located in San Juan Basin, Farmington, New Mexico. But uh, working with ConocoPhillips, for that semester allowed me to work with them. I was, I was in the front running position to cause I had industry experience now that I could, I could apply for the summer internship. So I got, I got basically an eight month stint of petroleum engineering experience right before I graduated. And then I went back to school, did my last semester at school. And then during that last semester of school, I got a job offer to go work with ConocoPhillips. So, I mean, there, the uh, these are the things why you know why you might consider to get a college degree. And I, I'm thinking I might do some sort of a podcast on this because there's a lot of misinformation people are are saying like, oh, you don't have to go to school to uh, you know live your dreams in life. And and there is some truth to that, but you definitely have to be careful. Like if they are trying to sell you something and then they're telling you you don't have to go to school. Like, you just need to be a little careful because I found the best things that maybe could have not be replaced with anything besides going to school was the, the friendships, the networks that I created, the internship opportunities, the student job, just exposure to. exposure to things that are basically paying me dividends like I would have never believed. And, uh, you know, if I would have listened to like an internet marketer to talk about like, Oh, you don't have to go to school to, you know, make your dreams a reality. Like, you know, if I listened to somebody like that, I might be in a really different place right now. So, but, uh, I guess just to catch you up to speed, like I worked at ConocoPhillips for, um, I think it was 10 months. Something in that neighborhood. And then they ended up going through, so oil and gas is, the oil and gas industry, and this is something I didn't really understand when I got into it, but um, it's very boom and bust. So it's highly dependent on the oil and gas commodity prices. So back in 2015, basically the oil markets were crashing. Uh, They went from like, you know, over a hundred dollars a barrel to like really like, you know, $40, like as low as $20 somewhere in there. Um, I don't know the exact like pricing for the time, but I mean, look at an oil chart, like the oil price chart, you'll see what I'm talking about. It's pretty staggering, but um, basically Phillips had to cut costs and uh, they, they ended up actually laying off our entire facility engineering team. There was like 20 people on our team and we're talking like people that had like professional engineering um, certifications, which takes like an incredible amount of work. And experience and knowledge to achieve that level, like people like that were getting laid off. They laid off the newbies like me. Um, uh, n- nobody really survived that on the the facilities engineering team. But you know, I look at it now and it was uh, a blessing in disguise. But um, if you were to tell me that when I was going through that, you know. Uh, I I was basically convinced I had got my dream job, you know, I I went through school, I did all the hard work, I got my six figure job. And, uh, and then it got all basically stripped away from me. was was kind of the mentality I had. And um, uh, I kind of went into a dark place. Like, uh, the only time that I've actually hit like farther down on rock bottom was when my dad passed away in 2011, or 2007. Sorry. And, um, yeah, that was, uh, it it was kind of a character building experience for me, uh, both my dad passing away and, the um, and the layoff, but you know, hindsight, uh, I'll reiterate this, like both of those experiences were extremely beneficial to, uh, like the character, uh, who I am and the, the value that I deliver now. So, uh, but with the Conoco thing, like I'll, I'll expand on that a little bit. So when I got laid off, like the job, the job market was so competitive that people were basically, you know, engineers with 10 years of experience were applying for entry level jobs. And, um, so there was no way for me, for me to really, uh, compete on that level. And so I had to differentiate myself and through the, like through working at Conoco, like I had some other projects, uh, Uh, where I'd do like programming, but it was kind of like Microsoft Excel programming, dabbling a little bit with Python, but nothing that was really, um, you know, that I could get a client or build a product or something like that with. So when I got laid off, um, it was like, you know, move to another state where they're also having commodity price issues. uh, Reinvent myself completely, basically get out of the oil and gas industry or uh, kind of just reinvent myself in a different way. And I definitely didn't want to turn my back on the industry. I, I, I love the industry. I think it's, uh, you know, energy, energy has plays a vital role in our daily lives. And I definitely want to be a part of that um, uh, initiative. It's part of, it's part of what makes like, I, I feel like very American, you know, knowing that um, the work that I, The the work that I create is, uh, you know, providing like heat for other Americans homes and stuff like that's pretty, that's pretty awesome. I think so. Like I definitely didn't want to turn my back on the industry, but you know, competing at that level of like an entry level engineer, um, one of my mentor figures, basically he was, he was saying like, you don't want to be like this one trick pony, like you need to kind of reinvent yourself. So, so I decided like, Hey, let's do let's do like this engineering thing with programming and so i got into this whole like i went down this rabbit trail and it was really a fever that i caught that i've never i've never recovered from i uh i can uh i can say it's been great but um uh, pretty much like i eat sleep and code um i've been doing this for uh well over like a year and a half now is when i is when i decided to really just go like you know, full on eat, sleep code. But, um, so I did an entrepreneurial venture, figured out how to reinvent myself. I got some work in the database uh, programming space and, um, ultimately it helped me land the job that I have right now, which is something that I just, maybe we can revisit this in another podcast, but just to quickly, you know, tell anybody out there that's like looking to do freelancing, or like they're dead bent on doing freelancing and working from a, I don't know, a beach somewhere writing code for someone or something like that. Like that's kind of a, a fantasy that um, gets sold to people that kind of, you know, are, are subject to those types of sales pitches. Um, yes, I did reinvent myself. Yes, I did get clients that put money in my bank account because of the value I was adding through the programming uh, that I, uh, you know, was through like the code that I was writing basically. But, um, you know, it would have not been the same, like it would have been hard to develop a relationship with those folks if I was on a beach somewhere like writing code. So we can talk about that more, but what I really want you to take with this is, you know, I started out, I just wanted a dream job basically. Like what the whole vision that I had going through school, Once I felt like that had gotten stripped away from me, um, which really was a blessing in disguise, but you know, through that whole layoff, reinvented myself as a, basically a freelance, uh, database, uh, software person and, uh, did that for like two years and ultimately through that experience, I developed the relationships I needed to get an even better job. So, uh, now I work full time with one of the people that I was basically contracting with and I would argue it's like the best, um, it's the best in, it's the best environment for me. Like I could have never sat at home back in 2011 and dreamed up this scenario that I have right now. I get to work on awesome projects. I get to work with awesome people that have like insane, like deep domain expertise, which is what you want. If you're trying to like grow in an industry, Um, I get to work with code, which just like, you know, it's, it's totally my passion. Like it's the thing I could do. I could do it and not even notice the sun was like coming up and going down. Like I just, I lose time. Like I just, I love it so much. So, uh, you know, creating things and and releasing them into the wild, you know, sometimes they're a little Frankensteins and sometimes they're a little better, but you know, it's pretty awesome to make like a, you know, living thing that other users are, you know, it's changing their lives or allowing them to add more value. Like these are all the things that I love about software and I could have never dreamed about having a job like this back in 2011. So, you know, sometimes you just kind of go, go, go with the flow of things, find the best in whatever situation you're in and uh, just recognize like where your passion lies and really just focus on that. And I can, I can, I can tell you from my own personal experience, it's been, um, you know, every day I feel like I'm growing, but I mean, some days it's just like hyper growth. Um, but I would highly recommend like not being dead bent on a certain way of making money. Um, like don't be religious about that because you'd be surprised, like maybe you need to be a freelancer for two years to get your dream job or, or some kind of counterintuitive thing like that. So Uh, but that's a little bit about me. Um, so I just want to describe the podcast a little bit and what is the purpose of this podcast? So the, the podcast title is profitable Python. So let's just break that down real quick. How do you profit from Python? Well, you don't profit from anything unless you're basically adding value to somebody and usually, usually it's like, I do something that gives you 10 times the value. So if I, if let's say I'm a client of yours and I pay you a hundred dollars to do something like that, the reason that I'm doing that is because it's gonna add, you know, like a thousand dollars of value to my business. So again, the topic of, or the the podcast name is Profitable Python. We're gonna be talking about creating real value with Python. Uh, For some of you that means taking your Python skills to the next level. Uh, this is kind of geared towards a, like an intermediate uh, developer, so somebody that's at least been exposed to code, but really they have like domain expertise. I'm a firm believer that uh, in order to leverage the power of Python or coding, uh, you don't have to be a computer scientist. What you need is you need to understand how data flows through your organization and in uh, the willingness to learn a new skill, like Python, for example, that uh, once you've got the fundamentals down and then you kind of learn about like the data science side of Python, like you can really start to, um, really start adding some value. And this is just from my own personal experience. But uh, if you talk about it from the data science space, Python, the programming language, has a monopoly on the data science uh, data science space, artificial intelligence. Um, there's a like s- server configuration and data management, like Python is prolifically used. So, uh, you know, for those of you that are afraid, like, oh, is Python just this thing that's gonna go away or something like that, like, uh, it might happen. But, um, you know, if you look at, if you look at how, uh, how it trends over time with like the Google searches, for example, you'll see that it's surpassed, basically, the interest in Python has surpassed like any other programming language. Um, It's prolifically used in like really big name things like Amazon Web Services. Uh, Big companies are built on this, like YouTube's uh, video platform is leveraging Python technology. Um, Dropbox, the cloud, uh, the cloud drive uh, technology, they leverage Python, Airbnb, like. The list really goes on and on with this, but um, uh, without getting too far into the weeds here, basically profitable Python is going to be talking about taking your skills to the next level and uh, creating real value with Python. Okay, so uh, discussing the big picture here a little bit. So, um, you know, what is this going to do for the people that listen to it? So What I, what I envision for this is people, uh, they tune into the podcast, uh, they're not going to be like coding along with anything. So it's going to be, it's not going to be as cognitively intensive as like a course or something like that. Uh, what I'd like to do is for people to be able to tune into the podcast, get some nuggets that they can chew on throughout the week. That's going to help them, uh, expand their mind as far as like how they can upgrade their career, how they can create more value in the space that they work in um, getting like mentorship level guidance on like, you know, where, m- where might be a good place to apply their energy uh, time is like the most valuable commodity that we have. So having some guidance with where to focus your uh, your initiative in life, like, you know, especially if you don't have a lot of time, like it's super critical to apply your focus in the places that are really going to, make a difference in your life. So I'm hoping that people are basically going to listen to this uh, with the, you know, the, the mentors that are available in the community uh, and be able to take that and implement it into their life. That way they can create more value for their clients or more value for uh, the people that they work for, which, you know, if you think about it, they're kind of like your client, like you've got all your eggs in one basket when you're working with somebody. something doesn't go wrong there. You're going to be on the job hunt. So it's, it's super critical to be, uh, you know, figuring out how to add more value and with modern tools, like if you understand how the data is flowing through your business, you're in a, you're, you're in an excellent position to get acquainted with data science and really start adding value in ways like you couldn't even imagine. So that's what I'm hoping that people are going to be able to take from this podcast. Uh, what is the big picture of the podcast of why I am doing what I'm doing? So, you know, to be quite candid, I'm, I, I want people to, you know, a year from now, basically listen to this thing and say, Ben, uh, you know, listening to your podcast and the people that you have on your show has literally changed my life. I have a transformation that occurred. Uh, I have, you know, a new, kind of mission in life for where I want to take my career, or I've been able to add this type of value for my employer, which has resulted in like, you know, an upgrade in my income, or I've been able to get more clients because, uh, you know, I have a, a new way of creating value. Like these are the things that I want to, I want to hear from people. So I'm talking about, you know, adding real value here and creating impact. And, um, you know, part of this is also helping people avoid kind of some of the, um, predatory like uh, training programs that are out there. Like I want to, I want to help, help people get in the right direction for where they can go get the best training and, uh, just really kind of shorten, make less mistakes, shorten their learning curve, get real results. Like all of these things are, are not off the table. Uh, Yeah, I think, I think that's all I wanted to say there. I think the confidence will come. Like I I know for me, the more I just started, you know, eat, sleep and code, like the more I adopted that mentality, maybe that's too hardcore for you folks, but, um, I'm, I mean, that's when I really started to see my abilities grow and my confidence grow is when I just spent more time with the language. And, um, you know, even if it's just like an hour a day, like if you can do that, Consistently for you know a hundred days or something, you're going to see some seriously magical things happen with your abilities. Um, and uh, oh, I do have written down here. So, so part of this, I mean, I didn't know what the possibilities were, and I'm still learning about these. But um, I'm hoping that through my story and the guests that we have on the show, that uh, we can really just speed up speed up what you understand as like what is isn't in the realm of possible and really just, you know, give you that extra motivation to, to pull the trigger. Like are you on, are you on this edge of like, you have a business idea, you know, is it kind of like technology related or something like that? Like I would love to hear stories about people that they got, they got exposed to what we're doing here on the podcast and then they go out, they execute on their business ideas. Like these, this is the type of environment and uh, community that I want to help create here. Okay. So, uh, another thing we can discuss is what drove me to do this. So, you know, why am I doing this podcast? So there's like, you know, a 30% piece of me that, uh, is just fed up with the predatory training that is out there on the internet. Um, if like, I think it's really sad. Uh, people are being led down this path of like, literally like you can freelance work from anywhere. Uh, you know, like you don't even have to have any Python skills. Like you can just like take this 90 day program and be a boss. And, uh, you know, maybe it worked for like one person or something, but, um, you know, I think a candid conversation about what is realistic and uh, really dialing this into like what people's goals are and not trying to sell them the sizzle and the steak. There's definitely like a possibly bigger than 30% piece of me that is why, you know, screaming out here, why I decided to do this podcast. Like it's time to blow the lid off of this folks. You don't have to have a computer science degree to add value with Python. Um, you don't have to buy, you know, 90 day programs that cost $800 and stuff. Like there's some like awesome, basically there's awesome free training. And then there's awesome, like if you're willing to pull the trigger on like $50 to invest in yourself, you can get like top notch training. So uh, you just have to, you have to know where to go uh, and get this. And um, that's all I'm gonna say about this for now. Like we will probably do a a podcast on this topic. Uh, The other like 70% of me is, um, you know, I've been like when my back was up against the wall and I was doing when after I gotten laid off, you know, it was uncomfortable, but I grew so much from that entrepreneurial experience that, uh, you know, a little piece of me died when I went full time, uh, with my employer. Cause I was like, I guess my business building days are over, but, uh, you know, I've really been struggling with like, how do I, how do I get, get back into it. Um, I don't want to come across as like competing with my employer. Um, the opportunity that they've allowed me is amazing to say the least. And, uh, I have nothing but gratitude for that entire organization, Lagos resources and all the leadership there and all the, uh, mentor figures that kind of led to me, like even being able to get in that position. Like I, I have, uh, a, 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 a lot of gratitude for those folks. But there is a piece of me that is entrepreneurial and I want to um, you know I have a lot of passion about writing code. I think my personal experience could help inspire people um, i've I've lost my cool card when it goes to like you know talking to people I don't know and, and embarrassing myself to get the good information out of them. so like basically i th- I think I'm in a in the best position to grind find the people that are going to make the most value for you folks and uh, just kind of see where this goes. Okay. So who is this podcast for? So this podcast, I touched on this a little bit, but I think that it will work best for intermediate people with experience with Python that are intermediate level users. Um, If you're a beginner user, I think there's way like even being exposed to this podcast will help shorten your learning curve. But, um, if I focus on the intermediate folks, it's going to be better for everyone. So the beginners will get up to speed faster. The intermediate folks are going to be adding real value, uh, or be able to take this information and go back to their workspace and add real value. So, um, I probably speak closest Like I speak, if, if you can imagine this there, you know, like if I had a business analyst, a CEO, an engineer, a doctor, if I had these people in front of me, like, who am I going to speak most genuinely to? It's probably going to be the engineer. So I don't want to just make this a podcast for engineers, but um, you know, I am an engineer at heart and I I speak that language. So um, there's a chance that those type of people will resonate more with this message but I don't wanna alienate anybody. Uh, Bottom line here is if you have domain expertise in your business, if you understand how data flows through your business, you are in an awesome position. If you have the the ability to take some time and learn the Python programming language, you're gonna transform your life in ways you can't even imagine. The amount of value that you're gonna be adding to your organization, whether it's your clients, Or, you know, your full-time job, it's going to be off the the Richter scale, um, if you can imagine that. So that's who this podcast is for. And then I just wanted to uh, briefly discuss, like, one of my biggest challenges with you folks, especially with the Python programming language, and uh, how I overcame that. So basically, you know, there's this learning curve where you go through learning the fundamentals and kind of turning the knobs and pushing the buttons and kind of seeing what you can do following along with a lot of tutorials, um, just kind of, you know, getting back to like, what is in the realm of possible with this language. But you know, there's, there's kind of this line in the sand where it's like, okay, I can make little toys in Python, but I'm trying to go create real value and put real money into my bank account. And, um, you know, how do I make real things in Python? And that was like one of the biggest challenges for me. you know, I'm not saying that I'm a master at this, like I'm still working towards mastery, but I can tell you right now that there is a way to do this incrementally. Uh, it's going to be hard to do this if you're not, uh, kind of exposing yourself to the, to, um, this way of life. So even if, for example, this podcast is something you can chew on, on your way to work or when you're winding down at night, like it's going to be, it's going to be giving you the motivation you need to wake up in the morning, maybe like an hour early or something and start cranking out some code and get the fundamentals under your belt. But, um, you know, that's how I overcame it. Uh, is as hardcore as that sounds, um, trying to solve real world problems, like, like going out of my way to figure out how to solve problems at work using the Python language basically. And then just going double time on figuring that out. So, I mean, there would be like, you know, I put in eight eight hours of work uh, at the the office because like, you know, the business needs to run. There's certain things that need to be done there, but I would come home and then be like, okay, well, let's get this, let's try and figure out how to do this in Python. Like uh, that is, um, there's this thing in public speaking called uh, exposure therapy and, you know, if you want to get good at public speaking, how do you do it? It's called exposure therapy. Well, the way I see it, it's the same with learning, learning like a new programming language or learning the applications of a programming language. It's called exposure therapy. Or if you want to call it another thing, uh, eat, sleep, and code. But that's basically how I overcame that. Um, maybe it's a little too hardcore sounding, but uh, ultimately like that's what you're gonna have to do. Like it's gonna have to be kind of a way of life. But the payoff is, uh, like you can't even fathom the payoff. Like even 10 years from now, with the rate that like people are accumulating data uh, in their, in their um, different kind of industries, like there's, there's hidden information in that data. Like if you're positioned to know how to leverage this ocean of data, like who do you think is going to come out on top there? Uh, probably the people that have domain expertise and they know how to manage the data so that's and Python has a um, monopoly on data science basically so i hope I hope you uh are hearing me loud and clear here um, and i 'll stop i 'll get off my sales pitch there for that, but uh okay so what are my ambitions for this podcast? Like I'd really, I'd really like to create a community here where these are people that you can bounce ideas off of. Uh, You know, if you're getting stuck on some sort of like code problem, like this is the community that you're going to be able to bounce those ideas off of. I'm really looking forward to growing together, getting some top notch people from the Python industry or the Python community, which the uh, Python community is like, that's one of the reasons why it's such an awesome programming language, but um, you know, we can, we can definitely make it even better. And um, so these are kind of my visions for the podcast. Um, I don't really have any ideas on how to monetize it right now. This is coming from a a creative space and I just kind of want to see where this goes. So uh, even, even more of a reason to kind of like get in there and share your ideas, what you like and don't like um i have some ideas for some topics i'd like to do but ultimately like this is for the community um selfishly like i want to learn more about how people are applying uh python with data science uh because i i mean this is just my own personal opinion here but i really think like we're we're at the beginning of something that's going to be bigger than we can even imagine when it comes to data uh, analytics artificial intelligence. Like I'm, it's not an original idea, but, uh, not everybody shares this or even really knows that, that this is a possibility. So that's kind of like my selfish motivation, but you know, if I'm going to be doing this, let's turn on a camera. If we're talking to these awesome people and let's get, uh, you know, let's create a community that can also benefit from this. So that's that's really, uh, what I wanted to share with you today. Uh, I look forward to, uh, making this even better than the first episode. Um, right now you can basically find, find me on, um, YouTube under profitable Python FM. There's also a Facebook page. Um, and I post some things on Instagram too, but, uh, as far as like the website goes and stuff, like, that will come. I can't wait to deliver that to you folks, but it just seemed more, uh, relevant to get this episode out to you, uh, kind of like focus on the most important things first, which is basically not the website, but I look forward to delivering that to you soon as well. Uh, and with that, we will be talking soon. Um, so stay tuned, have a great, have a great day.